And welcome to just another Kurds Tractor Nebraska Nice Grassroots Soccer Loving Atlanta United podcast. I'm Jay Riddle. Kelly Francis is not here with me, but she's with me in spirit. I'm in Omaha, Nebraska. I better talk a little softer because I'm talking at 3 in the morning uh, central. So that's 4 a.m. Eastern uh, in Omaha in my hotel room live in Omaha, Nebraska. Did I say I'm in Omaha? I think I said that. And uh, yeah, it's been quite the couple of days. Uh, who needs sleep? I'm trying to... Uh, mashup content for y'all for yet another away day series second edition away day series podcast i don't know what it's going to turn out like i haven't even listened to all the content i'm going to edit it here after i talk with you guys so yeah i mean what can i say world cup comedy tour kicked off here in the heart of nebraska headquarters of american outlaws heart of just i mean you'll just have to listen it's amazing what an amazing trip guys this is phenomenal. feel truly, truly lucky to have come out here um, and see the Bug Eaters, a uh, UPSL team here in Nebraska, and just talk with the owner, Jonathan, and find out what they've done out here. Um, get to see the Cooligans. Get to see Total Soccer Show uh, live at a comedy club here in Omaha. Just tremendous. And, uh, yeah, I just hope you guys enjoy listening uh, to this episode as much as I had fun out here uh, making it and talking with everybody and just man it's pretty awesome so let's get to it guys with that enjoy and kiss me and smile for me and tell me that you wait for me and hold me like you soccer game going on in terms of like an MLS game. I'm heading up there to see the soccer cooligans and the total soccer show put on a live show called the World Cup Comedy Tour. And this is their opening show uh, which is tomorrow Tuesday for me. It'll be Tuesday July 17th. And yeah early morning so kind of an away day an away day because I'll be meeting up with the owner of the Bug Eaters which is a UPSL 
team in Nebraska and might see go see them train for a little bit try to get some interviews get some recordings all that fun stuff so yeah we'll see what happens off to the airport pre-check wouldn't be open, so this time I should have pre-check, which means I have better odds of actually having a working plane train, so I don't have to walk fucking two miles to my terminal. Today could be a good day, guys. I mean, despite the shitty draw against Seattle yesterday... I have a good feeling about this trip because A, there's no Seattle to ruin everything and B, I've learned some lessons from the last, my last trip, which was literally my, my last trip out of Atlanta was the NYCFC game. So, so if you don't know who the soccer cooligans are, check them out at soccer cooligans, fucking hilarious. Alexis Guerreros, uh, Christian Polanco, <clears throat> funny guys. I've been listening to them for about a year, maybe a little around the. I, don't, I think maybe I think I've been listening to the Total Soccer Show longer. But the Total Soccer Show is a daily show, so I don't listen to all their episodes. It's a lot of content, but I love both both of these uh, groups. So I'm really excited to be able to go to Omaha and, and check them out. Uh, as long as uh, everything goes according to plan.
Jonathan Kalura in the Omaha Tap House in Omaha. Nebraska. As it were. <laughs> with the, uh, yeah, with Jonathan, the owner of the Bug Eaters, Bug Eaters FC. How you doing, Jonathan? Excellent. Glad to have you here. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So right now as we finish up, we literally just wrapped up lunch with Christian Polanco of the Soccer Cooligans and Daryl Michael of Total Soccer Show. Things are about to go down. There's literally a show kicking off tonight that kicks off the World Cup Comedy Tour, and Omaha is sort of the kickoff place, right? The launch pad, the so la to speak. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about that? I mean, how, I'm excited. Yeah. Y you know, I, uh, I, I love the Cooligans. I love what they do, and, you know, uh, Christian and Alexis have uh, become friends over time and uh it all kind of started off with you know I, I was a fan of their work and uh we decided to put them uh, on the sleeve of the jersey this season to kind of help promote their brand and uh you know we sold over 200 jerseys so a lot of exposure out there um they picked up a lot of fans along the way and i think you know for for us it's uh it's exciting to have them a, a national podcast uh, in town uh, to, you know, kind of building the, the awareness and building the fan base here as well. Um, I think it's going to be a good turnout tonight. And, uh, you know, it's just it's exciting for me to have have them uh, giving giving support back to the to us in this community as well. Well, they the Cooligans have a large following in Atlanta. I'm not sure about the Total Soccer Show. I've listened to both of them for quite some time. Um, and I know they're going to end up in Atlanta on July 30th, 30th uh, as part of MLS All-Star Week. Um, one of the, the cool things about coming up here, though, and being able to participate in sort of the kickoff of this is being able to spend a lot of time with you the last couple of days just driving around Lincoln and Omaha and seeing where the Bug Eaters play their matches uh, at, a, at a high school uh, in Lincoln, as well as being able to go attend their training uh, yesterday and just have some fun with them and do some dizzy penalty kicks and you know just have some fun uh your coach was kind enough to to let us make asses of ourselves at the end of their training session um but it was quite serious because they have a championship game uh when, once this comes out it'll have already took taken place but you know they're they're fighting for a championship right well, yeah we've got the division title at stake tomorrow night we're playing uh santa fe wanderers in kansas city 
Um, but for us to even be competing for a division title in season one is absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, I've since said since day one that I want to play at the highest sustainable level available, and uh, UPSL has been a good launch. We're currently looking at all options league-wise, um, but you know, we we have a fantastic product. It's really been a, a good community effort, and the talent that we've put on the pitch has been second to none. We'll compete with anybody. I mean, we we've, we've played two PDL teams. We've had positive results in, in each one of those. And, um, you know, we sent a player to England. We sent uh, Aaron Onion to go play uh, for a team that I'm involved with, uh, which is Bradford Park Avenue in National League North. And so for him, a tremendous experience. In England, right? In, in, yeah. in England, yeah. And uh, he's a sophomore in college, uh, going back for a sophomore season. So for somebody of, of, of his age and level to be able to experience that, that's really what I want to bring to this community is, is – to help the grassroots level. I don't think it gets any more grassroots than bug eaters. Um, you know, we've, we have, uh, we've played one game here in Omaha. We're going to play a second game here in Omaha. I'm originally from Omaha. I went to the University of Nebraska in Lincoln. I have family from Lincoln. Um, but the Lincoln community has been absolutely phenomenal. You saw the stadium, and it's, it's a fantastic facility. I mean, if, if I wish that there was more awareness of how great the facilities are in the U.S. That's one thing, being involved in English football that I've recognized. And so to be able to have a facility like that, you know, we had 711 fans at the game last weekend, which in a community that, like Lincoln, that's, that's a tremendous turnout. So the, we've been embraced by the community. We will be back. The challenge that they've had here in Nebraska is a team will come, spend one season, and be gone. So I want to stop that. I want to be the team for Nebraska. Um, you know, and the Lincoln community, which you saw, you, you visited our uh, our partner, Backswing Brewery. Right. So as we're talking right now, right in front of you, off the tap <laughs> from uh, uh, from this restaurant here in Omaha is a, the bu- a Bug Eater beer. Right. So you're drinking Bug Eater, what is it? Uh, golden Ale, G O A L, G O A L, Golden <laughs> Ale, right now, and that is also kind of a cool story because, you know, we're typically and we talked about that we talk about this in Unrelegated, and and we have a sponsor ATL Beer Bus as well that visits breweries and brewery culture. We've talked about this, Jonathan, as well. Uh, you know, there's an intermingling in American soccer culture with breweries and the sponsorship of soccer teams, but we don't always see it at the lower level. Um, you know, not all uh, NPSL, UBSL teams have that type of relationship like you might see in MLS or USL. And it's one of the things that was interesting when we went over to the brewery, uh, the Backswing Brewery, uh, you could just see how proud they were to have this out there and the fact that it's being poured on tap in local businesses. It's exciting for me because, again, so Backswing is the front of Jersey sponsor for us. I think that there are tremendous ties between the brewery culture and the soccer culture here in the United States. And so I wanted a brewery on the front of my shirt and I wanted to get, get involved with kind of the, the, the idea that, you know, our, our fans could have something that they could enjoy outside. And it's a brewery in Lincoln. It, it ties back to local business. So it, it absolutely does. And so what, what I told them is I wanted a buggy to spirit. So here's, what's great. This beer is in multiple locations. It has my, badge in different restaurants and so people not only know me for the team but they enjoy the beer as well it's it's the uh, brewery's top selling beer at the moment 
and it's going into cans too. So each one of those, so I'll have my logo on so many different cans out in the community. And so we end up making uh, a percentage on each sale. And and yeah, it doesn't hurt that it, this is uh, what they're now their most successful beer. Yeah, so but, uh, so that's that that doesn't hurt but, it either. <laughs> but hey, so here's the best part about it. So you get to uh, enjoy a beer, and proceeds come back to the club, and a hundred percent of every dollar we make is reinvested into the community and into the club. Uh, we are we are really focused on taking as much as we can and developing the team. I mean, you you saw it, Jay. Uh, you met my general manager, my technical director my head coach, my assistant coach. So the program we're building here is not just, hey, I've got a head coach and we got a team. I'm building a, an organization here just like any professional organization uh, that I've been involved with in here in the U.S. as well as in England. So why why come here, though? Why come to Nebraska? You said you're from Omaha, but why – you ha- and you mentioned you have, uh, you know uh, – partnerships and teams in England you've dealt with uh, you know the creation and the uh, supporting of other local teams in the US talk a little bit about that what's your background why did you do it here and why the bug eaters and why the logo sure <laughs> few things so first is originally from Omaha went to the University of Nebraska my love for the game happened here and so I grew up uh, back in 1990, 1994, when I was in high school, is when I really began enjoying the game. Um, I was I'd watch Creighton uh, play out at Tranquility Park, and one one thing that's exciting about that is Bob Warming was the coach. Now he's the coach at University of Nebraska at Omaha. I just had a conversation with him last weekend. He loves what we're doing. So for me, that that's a win. But what I when I looked at the map of the U.S. and I'm, I'm very familiar with the different levels and leagues, there's a huge void in Nebraska. So there's tremendous college soccer in this state, and they're sending their players in the summer out of state, uh, or they don't even play in the summer. So there's a huge gap. So I identified that immediately. Um, Throw a dart at the U.S., you're going to hit Nebraska right in the middle. And I wanted to kind of build that hub here. So for me, it was childhood. It was giving back to the community where I grew up, and it was a huge void to be able to develop the talent because these are players who are playing for Nebraska schools. So I'm enjoying helping develop them. So these schools are going to be even better when this fall when, when uh, the players come out to play. Um, I know that because I've seen the, the changes in the players that we've had on our team. Uh, we put the team together in 30 days. Uh, my head coach uh, is absolutely phenomenal, but we represent 12 schools. And we, the feedback that we've had from the schools have been has been excellent so the community aspect aspect of it so why bug eaters well bug eaters is a nickname for nebraskans in the 19th century so you know there there are a couple things a a bug eater was a a type of bat uh, that would eat the bugs um, in over the crops but the uh, you know the the story goes that uh, all the locusts and bugs ate the crops and the corn and uh, Nebraskans had nothing to eat but the bugs. <laughs> so so uh, it, was, it was a term that was adopted by the state. Um, state didn't exactly like it that much, but uh, I figured uh, I would use it because the local community would embrace it and everybody else would think that we're absolutely insane. Yeah. Which, which I think is fantastic. The funny thing is I think you talk to a lot of people because of the tractor on your logo um, and I think most people obviously get that one. We saw a tractor not 20 minutes outside the airport in the middle. Like it was, and there was one in the city limits of Lincoln. I mean, we're not talking out in the middle of farmland here. We're talking there's everywhere. Even if it's just pulling, mowing a lawn, you know, whatever there could be a tractor, there's going to be a tractor used. But a lot, I think a lot of people, 
envision it almost like riding a motorcycle. Oh, it must be, they must be bug eaters because the tractor, they're driving on the tractor all day and eating all the bugs. But you're saying this is something that goes back 100 years, which is yeah, really interesting. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a historic name yeah. for the state. Yeah. And uh, Nebraska Historical Society did, did some articles on it. It's fantastic. So it's something that embraces the people of the state. Um, the tractor on it, actually, I wanted something different. And so... When I thought about what could we what could we put on that that's going to be different, the bug eaters and the agricultural history of the state of Nebraska. And there's a there's a lot of industry here now, but the agriculture aspect of the state is still massive, and you, you saw it firsthand. Uh, a lot of cornfields. Um, so the tractor is actually based on a model tractor that my grandfather had in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I grew up, you know, going to my grandfather's and riding on the tractor. So, you know, the tractor on the ball. Um, it looks great. You've got to have a giant soccer ball on the logo in the state of Nebraska because there's one sport that dominates all here, and it's the University of Nebraska football. And so we wanted everybody to know exactly who we are and what sport we play. Well, it's identifiable. It's something that attracted my attention when I got to know you through Twitter and things like that and the Buggy Ears brand. Um, you know, I didn't know you from Adam. I saw the logo. I loved it. I said I loved it. You sent me some swag, which I still thank you very much. And I showed out the hat, and, and people just loved it. They, they died about it. And then, and then, of course, just the quality of the swag and stuff like that. And that's something that I think as uh, fans of MLS and in Atlanta, we have conversations with each other all the time. Like the kits will come out, for example, and it's all Adidas. It's all looks cookie cutter. And one of the neat, neat things about grassroots soccer is of course it does great things developmental wise and we talk about that uh we, we you know we did a, a a podcast from the press box of a georgia revolution versus silverbacks match you know live recording in the press box right before the match went on and right after and one of the things that we talked about are all the aspects of academy players and youth and how they have opportunities and that stuff and that's great but i'm sorry the stuff that really attracts people and gets whether whether you're a hipster or not or this and that right. is the swag because you can get <laughs> custom kits i have an alexandria kit you know that i ordered because it just looked dope you know yeah. and nobody and i know there's only 20 people that have it right right it feels uh it makes you feel like i've got something somebody else doesn't have it's very cool looking and you've done a lot with merchandising and that logo is a big part of that so back in the 90s i, I began collecting kits yeah and so i i knew what i wanted i knew kind of the style i wanted but you're absolutely right the merchandising is so important because to so many people who aren't here that's how they identify with my team and it's how we connect yeah and so i've sold merchandise globally um i actually just uh sent over uh i think you've seen my tractor shirt yeah uh, and sent the tractor shirt over to some guys at, in hamburg at st Pauli who absolutely love it and you know the, the logo itself it, it's bold it's simple but it's clean and everything i've done has been you know i won't go with low quality um the new era hat um, I went to New Era themselves, and I said, I want you to make a hat for me. Or the legacy hat that you have. I went to Legacy, and I said, I want you to do this. I've been fortunate in the success that I've had in business to be able to afford to do those things. But the dividends I've been able to have with the, the fans identifying it with it and having quality stuff, I want my stuff to be just as good as MLS. Yeah. And I believe it is. Um, I'm not going to put anything out that's going to be just, you know, it cheap or go to you know your logo here and just make a bunch of stuff. Everything I have done is we intentional. Can go, we can go to uh, MLS stores uh, and uh, Fanatics, <laughs> right, and get that yeah, stuff. Yeah. We you know that we that's the problem is we but, got plenty of that stuff. That's that's right, and and so 
you know, for me, um, we don't, we really don't make a whole lot of money on merchandise, but we get brand awareness out of it. Right. I've sold somewhere around, I would guess, 600 shirts. Um, I've given away a ton of stuff. I've already seen you give away like five different things to Christian Polanco today. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen a jersey given away, a training kit. Uh, jersey, a training jersey, given away. Uh, you had, you're wearing a polo shirt. Yeah. I saw a jacket. So like, you've got just all sorts of different but, stuff out there. Already. I, I have a lot of stuff. Yeah. It, but for me, that's the reason I did this is I enjoy it. Right. I love it, and so the brand for me. Well, is, you told me you're packaging this stuff and shipping it out. So when you get a, a buggy or a shirt or something, it's it been packaged by Jonathan. That's right. Yeah. I, I do all the fulfillment <laughs> myself. Fulfill- Order fulfilled by Jonathan, <laughs> owner of Bug Eaters FC. That's, no, I, I do yeah. all the fulfillment. Always throw stickers in there for everybody. And, you know, the, the big thing big thing is this, is that is that the brand has really been something I've enjoyed. And so you'd say, you know, kind of why I did it. And it was, it was really to, to kind of help this community out, and, but also build a brand. Where and somebody, have some fun. Yeah. If somebody <laughs> sees a shirt that says Bug Eaters, they're going to go, what, what is this? Yeah. I, I still think if you're going to lose money, folks, have some fun doing it. No, that's absolutely <laughs> right. No, that's absolutely right. So, I mean, if you're, if you're, if you can't, if you're, if, if you're the kind of person where you're going to put money in a team and you're, you're going to wince and feel pain and, and stress out, if you're losing, it's probably not the thing for you to do. Like, it's, no, it's probably no, not something no. for you to and get you, into. <laughs> no, and you're always expect. Look to, for another hobby. Yeah, that's right. So, but. But again, getting involved in the game, and I've always had partners in the deals, and so in this one, it's just me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it exactly the way I want, and everything's going to be done, you know, like a, a professional team. Right. I mean, y- you said it. I mean, the fanatic stuff. It's all cookie cutter. It's okay. Here's the Adidas jersey that we're going to slap the logo on, and we're going to change the colors up a little bit. I want something completely different. So I, I designed all of our kits this season, and they've been huge hits. Um, but the demand for our stuff, it, 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 it's great. I mean, as simple as a black T-shirt with our logo on it. And, yeah. and you know, I, I, think, I think the future of the game at the grassroots level is going to depend heavily on merchandising and marketing simply because, you know, I get 700 fans. And that's absolutely phenomenal. But I need to have more of a, a national presence for awareness for my team. But... As an example, you know, people in England know who the bug eaters are. They know who the bug eaters are, and that's helped me open doors with teams who we're talking to right now about having them come over. Sounds like the there's US. a lot of intangibles at play in terms of exactly. opening up exhibition matches. Speaking yep. of which, uh, you know, when we're making this uh, uh, the Saturday coming up, uh, you have an exhibition match where with who? What's going on with that? So we're playing uh, Saturday at University of Nebraska at Omaha here in Omaha at Caniglia Field. Absolutely beautiful stadium. Um, and it's it's uh, a football stadium. They dumped the football program and added soccer. By the way, guys, there are more soccer-specific stadiums that I saw out here than all of Georgia. I mean, it's <laughs> incredible because they have so much land, but also just because, uh, you know, it's, it just seems like in the last six, seven years, some of the universities and colleges and stuff like that have vested some interest in it, and these, these spaces are being used for now for soccer-specific stadiums and and that's, that's something right. that's beneficial for especially you guys you could p- play these exhibi- exhibition games in, in these yep. beautiful stadiums which so, is attractive makes it easier to attract people if you got working bathrooms and you've got a beautiful <laughs> stadium because i mean seriously i mean we we talk about these mpsl and upsl teams and even pdl there may be rel- rel- regulations and things that need to be required it doesn't mean they have to be uh uh you know up to a, a certain standard i mean the toilet has to flush you know what i mean <laughs> like there there are these some of these stadiums that these teams play in are not 
the, that great, and you guys have a benefit out here where you do have at least some beautiful pieces of property. We, we do. The stadium we play in in Lincoln's fantastic, but the Coniglia Field is, yeah, next I mean, level. It, it's, yeah. it's top 25 soccer-specific yeah. stadium. And we get to play uh, Kansas City, Sporting Kansas City's development squad on Saturday. And it's exciting for me. We've you know, played a couple PDL teams. We're going to play them. We tied them the last time, but it's going to be an ongoing relationship. But, again, all these college programs here in Nebraska – and some of the guys were going away to NPSL PDL, but now we're here, so they don't have to. And, and we're just going to get better and better and better. So what's your goal? I mean, what's going to make you feel accomplished a year from today? Is it sending a kid to MLS? Is it, is it, is it uh, expanding more relationships? What does that look like, and what's the future look like for Bug Eaters at uh, FC? So for me... Um, First and foremost is I want to get a game with a thousand people. That's very important to me. It's kind of the the goal I've set for myself is this is kind of the benchmark to show that people are embracing this. Um, I would say getting somebody into MLS. If I had somebody go in the MLS Super Draft, who you know I'm only a piece of that career. I'm I'm the the summer aspect of it. It's going to be a college program, but if I can help enhance that career or Sending somebody overseas, you know, the path to pro doesn't always lead to MLS. It could be somewhere else. Um, but if I'm making a difference in community, if I'm making a difference with players, that's success to me. Um, I always, I said at the beginning of the season, and I just remembered that, you know, this is kind of one of the things I said at the beginning was, if I'm going down the street and I see somebody walking by or some kid walk by in a bug eater shirt, that's success to me. Never thought at the, when, I, when I launched this, last December that I'd be sitting here having a bug eaters golden ale and being able to talk about the fact that we're playing for a division title tomorrow. So it's, it's been highly successful. But for me, the measurement is what, what does the community think? Are we making a difference? And, you know, just continuing, continuing the, the uh, trajectory that we have today. Um, for me, I'm absolutely excited to be here. I'm absolutely excited to be involved in this program. And, uh, you know, like I said, you've, you've met some of my people. The personalities are phenomenal. They wanted something more. And I was right. I said, you know, Nebraska needs this. And it's been fantastic. We're going to do one last thing. We'll turn something fun. Uh, one of the things that we do with guests uh, on Unrelegated, typically they're in Atlanta. They follow Atlanta United. So we ask them about their favorite Atlanta United players or favorite play or favorite thing that happened. So I'm going to kind of take that theme and say, what – is one of your, what are one of your favorite MLS or Major League Soccer or just soccer in the U.S. moments that you know you think of when it comes to favorite match moment or just favorite play? What really kind of gives you a spark and makes you kind of remember? Okay, this is why I love the beautiful game. It's got to be Eddie Robinson clearing the ball off the line when the MLS All Stars were playing Chelsea. Okay. And what year was that? Man, was that 06, okay. possibly? Um, but that moment, I mean, and it was, Chelsea had their starters in. It was, it was impressive. And it's, it's not the diluted uh, MLS All-Star right. that we yeah. have today, as we've discussed earlier, you and I. But that moment was absolutely amazing. Um, but, you know, players today, it, I think the, the game has, has stepped up so much. But that moment for me kind of defined define the MLS and the fact that they wow they actually beat a legit Chelsea side um, you know Atlanta United my favorite guy in Atlanta United's uh, 
a guy I know, Dario Sala, who uh, played at FC Dallas. So I know Dario from his days at FC Dallas. He's an assistant coach at uh, Oh, Miami really? United. Yeah. Okay, very cool. He's a, he, he was a goalkeeper for FC Dallas. For I didn't know that. Yeah, fantastic guy. I've, I've, uh, I've known him a while. I know him because I was a season ticket holder for FC Dallas. Uh-huh. For the Atlanta United people, I, I'm not a season ticket holder now. I, uh, I focus more on the grassroots of the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm excited to come, in, come out and, uh, and see a game. We are going to get you out there, and it is going to be – we're just going to take it over. Just like we just took over Alma, we're going to take it over Atlanta. That's great. It's going to be That's great. great. Tell, uh, tell the listeners, tell everybody where they can find you and uh, and if you have anything else you'd like to, to get out there before we wrap up. Sure. Um, Bug Eaters FC is the website. Uh, the Twitter is at Bug Eaters FC. Feel free to ask me any questions. Send me a DM. Uh, always open. Always love talking the game. Um, you know, final comment would be this is – you know, if you love the MLS, give uh, grassroots football an opportunity. Look at your local community because we're not doing this to make money. We're doing this to help support uh, youth, help to support development, and to give uh, communities something to, uh, to celebrate. You know, I believe that there's a soccer culture out there. And so, I'm bring, as an example, I'm bringing the soccer culture to Nebraska. But love to talk to anybody who'd, who'd uh, want to talk to me about the game. Well, I appreciate you, Jonathan. Thank you so much for, for having me and uh, trucking me around all, all week here. And, uh, and I look forward to seeing you in Atlanta. All right. Plowing these fields in the hot summer sun over by the gate, Lordy, here she comes With a basket full of chicken and a big cold jug of sweet tea well, I make a little room and she climbs on up Open up a throttle and stir a little dust Just look at her face, she ain't a fool in me She thinks my tractor's sexy it really turns her on She's always staring at me While I'm chugging along She likes Grab it like another And we're back <laughs> in the Voodoo Lounge in Omaha, Nebraska, fresh after the kickoff of the World Comedy Tour. World Cup comedy. World Cup tour. comedy tour. I can't even speak. It's been a, it's been a couple days. Yeah. So uh, we've got Alexis. We've got Christian. We've got uh, Daryl Taylor. Hey. Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah. The Cooligans in the Total Soccer Show. Yeah. How are you guys feeling after your first show? I thought it was incredible. Um, I personally wanted to. See my I was really interested to see what Daryl and uh, Taylor were going to do, <laughs> and because uh, I know what I do. I've seen Christian perform. I've seen Mike perform. The only question is, what are they going to do? And they fucking crush it. Can I curse on this fucking thing? Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. I, I was a little concerned there for a minute because that, that had all the familiar symptoms of when my wife says something is interesting and that means it was fucking terrible. Oh, yeah. So, no. Sorry, I don't and know it was, to curse. I don't know. It was not, no, it was absolutely great. <laughs> all right, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Christian? How you, what are you feeling today? Uh, a blast. Just the fact that, that there were so many soccer fans there that were into, like, soccer fans at a comedy club. 
has that ever happened? I don't even think that's ever happened. No. So the fact only that when they get dragged there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys have a short memory. I mean, you guys uh, did fill. Well, it wasn't a comedy club. It wasn't a, it wasn't comedy, a comedy club. But it was a comedy festival, and you guys were in Atlanta last year, and it was yeah. a little bit different scenario. But that was sort of. I mean, was this the birth of the idea? I know there were some things you saw them at the conference in Philadelphia. I mean, how did this all come together? I think Argosy, which is the show we did in yeah. Atlanta, I think that was like a proof of concept for us. You guys were very nervous about that. You didn't know it was, I mean, I didn't know it was, what was going to happen. the first time we did anything. I mean, no, actually, that. I knew it was going to happen. We were going to pack the place. But, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. were sure. You, you guys didn't know me from up. Adam. You're like, fuck this guy. Is this, what are we Yeah, no, I think everyone for? listening should know there were 72,000 fans there to see us. <laughs> it, was, it was really impressive. It was our first record broken out of <laughs> yeah. the five records. Yeah. <laughs> it was that known. Put that in your trivia. Yeah. It was a. Put that in your. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was a severe fire hazard. And yeah. I, I, we lost a lot of good men and women that day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A <laughs> uh, moment of silence for everyone. For well, all the jokes that bombed and everyone who. <laughs> I mean, when you got over the fact there was a giant fucking octopus trying to eat your face yeah. during yeah. the show from the ceiling, this that place was It's really like bizarre. it had like this big design. Yeah, it was a Kraken. Yeah, it looks like you're in a, in a, in a ship. Uh, I don't know what's happening in it, but either <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, was it? And we were standing in front of a, of a bocce ball machine. I don't even know what it is. Was it perfect for comedy? No, but we made it work in that To be fair, everybody knows that Omaha is famous for its nautical themes. So yeah. it made sense to have a giant Kraken in the middle of the stage. They would have been dope if they had one here, too, and that's just the theme of the show is a giant Kraken follows us around. That's why we handed out all the acid before the show. So some people saw a Kraken. Right, yeah. Uh, So, Daryl, I mean, you guys, have you ever done anything like this in terms of a live show outside of uh, the the convention, the the soccer convention in Philadelphia? we did one convention. We did one show back home in Richmond. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, this is it. Yeah. So yeah. it turns out the lights are pretty bright. Yeah. You're on stage. That's what yeah, I Yeah, you were doing a lot of the hand above the eyes yeah. at first. Yeah. I didn't, I thought, I, were you looking for Jonathan? Is that what you're <laughs> Like, because I, I didn't know what was happening. I was, like, I was saluting you in the background. Salu- <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the British salute. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, was his mom supposed to show up? <laughs> <laughs> that's his Benny Did Hill Darryl, pose. Find, yo, find Daryl's mom. Is Daryl's mom, mom in the bathroom? Yo, find Daryl's mom. Like, I just I did just a Benny Hill reference. When you said you were looking for Jonathan. Oh. I said, well, I just did a Benny Hill reference. Keep talking, everybody. Keep talking. <laughs> that lets no, you know. No, no, no. This is what it's like, Alexis. I that want lets you know. know my mother raised me with a television. Just watch the TV. That's your parent now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why I chase Christian around in uh, 120 frames per second <laughs> yeah, at the yeah. end of every episode. <laughs> so, so uh, what, you know, we I interviewed Jonathan earlier. I think our listeners kind of know, you know, the bug eaters are here, and uh, some are finding out that you know American Outlaws was born in Lincoln, which I did not know that, by the way, until you guys mentioned it. Um, was it just sort of uh, a reason that you wanted to come here first? Was it knowing uh, Jonathan, uh, the bug eaters? Is it? I'm here because Michael Magic told me to be. Here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the man behind the curtain here by yeah. her happenstance. Yeah. 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 So, but, I mean, because when people think about, it's kind of interesting, it's, there's, there's a correlation. We talked to, to Jonathan and Bug Eaters, right? When he came out here, people said it's never going to work. You're not going to be able to have a local team, you know, uh, especially like a USPL or anything like that. It's not going to be successful. Mm-hmm. You're going to fail. Uh, the soccer culture isn't here. Um, you know, I think a lot of people I talked to were like, they're doing a show in Omaha. Are you crazy? Like, they're like, what are they? What are they doing? But yeah, I think that, you guys proved that war zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you proved it wrong tonight, though. I mean, it was a great turnout. Yeah, I was really impressed. To be honest, I don't. I like basically because we're so new to this. Um, I had no idea. Like, I didn't know if Omaha is like a usual stop for comics. So for us, it was sort of bless like, your yeah, heart. We'll do whatever. Like, <laughs> I mean, you never know these things. 
It was, it was, they had like you know people on the marquee. They all seemed famous. So we we're like, yeah, yeah. Sure. But, but hanging out with uh, like buggy dudes and 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 people involved, it, it, some American Outlaws. But there is a lot more grassroots level soccer stuff happening here than almost anywhere in, else in the country. So it, from a well, comedian, actually, from a comedian perspective. Think, it makes me think maybe it's like this in other cities that we don't know about, though. That's a, very possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, yeah, as a comedian, I'm like, oh, Omaha, this is going to be brutal. But as a soccer city, it's, it's, it's vibrant, you know? But it's not as open and, and public. But I, I would say that there's people here doing things on a larger scale than in, in other bigger cities. One problem, very confusing traffic lights. What do you, what do yes. you mean? Yeah, they blink red when they want you to stop. I mean, everyone else oh. knew it except Christian, who happened to be driving at that moment. Oh. Well, thank you for, for <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> may, I be, may I say that I'm not the one who threw Christian under the bus? <laughs> I simply just explained the throwing. I gotta say, if I were betting on that one, I would have bet Daryl Grove to be the last person. <laughs> yes, to throw yeah, Christian 100%. Under the bus. All right, did you guys get here safely? <laughs> <laughs> I think we sorted that. We out. did. Yeah. <laughs> we let a Nana drive, but we got here safely. Okay. What do you mean that you don't drive on the left side of the road in Omaha? I, that was the thing. <laughs> um, I do have to throw uh, Alexis under the bus, though, talking about throwing people under yeah, the bus. Yeah, we're going to need a really big bus. Because hey, I'm fat. <laughs> because I saw, I was sitting right in front of Christian earlier today when he ordered a burger, medium rare, and jalapeno fries. And there is this, I feel like I've been misled listening to the Cooligans Mis as though misled. Christian is Lied devoid, a devoid of, of having or being able to order any sort of real food. And I found out today that that is a myth perpetuated by one Alexis Carreros. Well, it's not because one, tell the audience who he was ordering for. Clearly, somebody else. No. Uh, and second of all, well, I didn't well, actually. I didn't watch him eat it. So you didn't watch him eat it. He never eats it. Now I'm distrustful. What you didn't know is that under the table, he blended that into a powdered drink. So uh, was that the beige drink he was drinking? Yeah. Okay. That was just not a badly chosen beer. That okay. was. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to set the record straight. I feel like. Like, I feel like uh, Christian lacks an ally in that category, so. And you want to be it. <laughs> well, here's time for, you need to grow another arm for another tattoo. <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you, you get on the front. You guys at me like, I would do that. You've already been on the cover of New York Times. This is how you get on the National Enquirer. Okay? Listen, it, that Carry costs on. a lot of money to yeah. do that. So, you know, that, that liberal rag, you got to pay them a lot of money to, to get on there, you know. Um, so one of the things that I uh, enjoyed, because I didn't know about the trivia, I just heard them talk about it, is one, I realized that I know nothing about U.S. soccer uh, because the American Outlaw guys were out there. And, I mean, you guys almost ran out of the roster when you're listing off the names and people had to cycle through them. Yeah. Uh, what was going to happen if you ran out of the names? I was just going to flee. <laughs> like, that's the one thing about I, I was wondering, was there a plan B or? Throw a smoke bomb and leave. <laughs> yeah. I, I had, I had but one you just stand go. there coughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the biggest prep that the Cooligans told us about was make sure you always have a smoke bomb just for fantastic sure. getaways. No, I think we would have just had to keep going with, like, another U.S. roster, yeah. which I would have had to find, find on the fly. Yeah. Because 2002 didn't go so well. Yeah, that yeah. That was the first one we led with, and that one crashed and burned pretty I feel quickly. like Daryl's sitting here still kind of fuming that he could have finished that whole roster if you had let him finish it. I forgot Julian Green. That's what happened. I forgot <laughs> I Julian Green. That was the name? Yeah. I was wondering who it was. So did Bruce Arena. So did Klinsman. They all <laughs> forgot him. Yeah. Well, only I remembered Landon Donovan, unlike Jurgen Klinsman when he met him in the roster. You guys started, they started with David Beckham, teams to play for. I'm like, oh, this is so smart. They're starting really easy. 
and then they're going to get harder as they progress, really draw the audience in. Next question after David Beckham, 2002 U.S. roster. I'm like, oh, never mind that whole start easy bit. <laughs> We're getting right into the thick of shit. So this is the hardest part about doing that is that, like, because we watch so many games together and, like, talk about the same stuff so regularly that, to me, it's like 2002. We talk about that team all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgetting that everybody else isn't a weirdo. That's, like, more, that's like morning coffee discussion. <laughs> yeah, like before you even watch, watch uh, yeah, not everyone's podcast. Life choices. Not everyone's podcast has a Thursday episode dedicated every week to the 2002. <laughs> Listen, Alexis is just bitter because he was the first one off stage. So, yeah. Uh, I did walk off in epic fashion of being a big idiot. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shamed off, I believe. Is I believe my tweet said thrown off the stage, <laughs> but we all know that that's physically impossible. So, because ah, yes. I'm fat, guys. <laughs> so listen, guys, uh, you guys uh, are just getting started. Um, you have a, a long way to go, but I think after tonight, it looks like it could go by pretty quick. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. You have Kansas City next, right? Correct. And you guys are driving there. Yes. Okay, together. Yeah, oh, together yeah. in the same together. car. With in all of our belongings vehicle. in the trunk of a, of a pickup, and it's all going to fall out. Uh, <laughs> real quick, who's driving? I guess uh, not me. The, poli- the police officer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that old joke. Uh, five, two, two Hispanics in a car. Uh, who's driving? Not the, the dark officer. guys. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably drive to Kansas City. I think yeah. I'd be happy to do it. Okay. I mean, he's going to be Only because if not, we're going to get there late because we're standing at a stop. Jonathan, what are your thoughts on this driving situation? So I I think here's the deal is that just don't put your stuff in the bed of the pickup. Otherwise, the show's over when you get there. (laughs) I I think the big thing I want to know is this, is when is the France leg of the World Cup comedy tour going to be over there? The France leg. Yeah. Listen, okay. I dream about French legs all the time. But, uh, <laughs> you guys might have it's a usually Olivier Giroud fly over there. There might be a break in between something, so you might be able to do okay, that. Okay, yeah, we yeah. can make that work. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I know a couple of stand-up comedians that have performed in France. Paris sold out. Yeah, <laughs> sold out. I'll do Marseille. I like Dan, a good. I don't know if you know the. Co- if you know the comedian Dan Natterman, who is uh, a new a New York Jewish comedian with a very uh, distinct New York accent. And he speaks fluent French and does stand up in French. He's done. He's done it in France. Even but, I didn't know that. Sounds but, like an asshole. But he <laughs> sounds. He sounds like a New York Jew speaking French. Oh my god! Uh, I, 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 you just have to look up his video. Just Dan Natterman speaking French. Just picture Woody Allen in France. That's this guy. <laughs> oh. That's exactly what it is. Young Woody Allen. Maybe you guys should avoid, avoid France. Woody Allen. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, so listen, you guys are going to Kansas City. All right. You've got Cauldron. You've got a huge soccer community down there. Um, you've got, uh, aren't they building, um, no, that's Dallas, I'm thinking of the, the Hall of Fame. Either way, uh, huge history of soccer. It's it's almost a, is it like a counter fear that like, okay, now we came to Omaha where people question whether soccer is going to work. Now we're going to this huge soccer capital. Is it going to be like the opposite effect? Like, going to be I, less people I, that come? I, mean, I don't think there's any city that we're going to go to to this like, parade of people that are excited that we're there. <laughs> Nor are we going to have any confidence in any city we But we, we talked about this with uh, with Taylor and Daryl. Just bring Boulevard beer. Yeah, that's perfect. And serve that beer. Say there's going to be Boulevard beer at the show. Okay. And I think that could be your in. I mean, I'm down for that. But I will also say, like, like to the earlier discussion of Omaha, I do feel like what like we find from like talking to people and from like just the tweets we get or the messages we get is that I do think soccer on the whole is growing so much like that's not um, 
like a not obvious statement to make, but I do think that like anywhere you go, you're gonna find there's like like the niches or niches or whatever you want to go with on that one. Um, you're gonna find those groups. You're gonna find those people that are interested in it and are gonna want to turn out and are gonna want to like show their level of enthusiasm just yeah. as we yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, I mean what we I mean it's it's just like what I found after the show is nobody knew who the hell the Cooligans were. I mean they were just happy to be to see the Total Soccer Show here today. Nobody, so. nobody knew who we were, <laughs> uh, even though the local team has our fucking. <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry, those guys. Sorry to bring it down again, but I want to say, like, like meeting Jonathan today was, like, genuinely wonderful to hear the perspective of somebody who's running a club, who's organizing a club, and who's making it happen in a place that... We've got a lot of good failed. nuggets of information about kind of how the things operate behind the scenes and, uh, you know, just learning about... Uh, not just owning a club in America, but also in England and the differences and... But it's not even that. Like, I think it's... Everyone's sitting at this table, and it's Total Soccer Show, it's Cooligans, it's... Uh, Jay Brito and it's Jonathan Kalura. We've all put in what we do best or what we think we can give to help propel this sport. You know, Jonathan Kalura put his fucking money where his mouth is. He said he wanted to grow the sport. He did it. All of us put our talent, our comedic talent, your analytical and, and comedic and, and ability to do five episodes. Poisoning your body with, with soccer tattoos. Oh, my God. Absolutely. <laughs> Jay. Jay Riddle. I mean, all day, every day. But, like, we've all done, we've all gone one step beyond. And I'm not saying we're special in that sense. The guys who started AO that are sitting like 15 feet away from us, they travel, you know, there was a nice old couple who's like, we went to Rome to see Roma. And this guy's like, well, fuck you. I was in Johannesburg. That's further away. And it's like, yeah, I get it. You're part of AO. But that is a beautiful thing. That's something that needs to be said. Everyone is doing something to help grow this sport. Um, I wish some of the leagues uh, in this city, in this country, would appreciate that maybe a little more. But to some degree, it's like. We're, we're such big fans of soccer, whether you're talking more European or American or you're starting a lower league team or you're just talking about your local team or the whole league. We're all doing something to grow this sport, and we need people like Jonathan Kalora that are going out there and saying, no, 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 I have the means, and I give a fuck about this sport, and I'm going to do it. And, and if you happen to be in Omaha or you happen to be, I'm sorry, in Lincoln, Nebraska, go fucking support that because there's, there's not many people that are willing to do that. So for me, what's important are – it's the – it's, a, it's about the people. Yeah. So, you know, as I have built this and, and invested into it and just, you know, gotten to know people here in, in England, it's always been about the people. So I, it's a hobby for me. But moments like this where we're all sitting around a table with a common interest, that's what's important. And that's, a, that's the soccer culture, which doesn't exist in other sports, at least not here in the U.S. And in England, it's the same type of thing where – you get a community together but it's common interest where we all sit around the table we enjoy hanging out with each other and there's a camaraderie that that's what this is all about and that's why i did this here and but it was it's great to get to know the cooligans met jay riddle through them i met you guys through them and it's just it's amazing to have you here at this exact moment because this is what it's all about and that's where i think the culture is going to continue to grow and grow and grow where it doesn't matter what your beliefs are or anything else. We all have something in common. And yeah. Jay and I talked about this earlier, and that's what I love about what's going on at Atlanta United, where they're getting two to 5,000 people who all come together, regardless of what their beliefs are, because one common vision is that that's soccer culture. Yeah, and I think, yo, Jonathan Glora is coming out to Atlanta. Yo, Atlanta, I know you listen to this fucking podcast. You'll show up. Don't, <laughs> let, it, don't let Omaha... Outshine you. Show up to punchline. <laughs> the bug ears. Show Jonathan Kalora what the you do. The bug ears are invading, and after 
just that amazing uh, speech by Alexis and Jonathan. I don't know if it's Red Bull, but I have a huge fucking heart on right now. I, <laughs> this is a beautiful thing, guys. Uh, and don't we can see the don't other get tattoo, too close, Taylor. Yeah, don't don't get too close, Taylor. Yeah, right. lying. Um, <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, um, this is a tour. Taylor uh, just we got super get close. This your beard is so scratchy good right now. Like, it's a Brillo pad of goodness. I love it. Um, don't scratch the real estate, okay? Uh, so uh, the the tour uh, is happening. It's just kicking off. Um, Alexis, why don't you tell uh, the folks what's up next, what's coming up, where can people find out about the World Cup Comedy Tour? Uh, go to worldcupcomedytour.com. We're going to be in Kansas City. When does this go up? That's uh, all right. When does this episode probably go up? Probably go up uh, two days, yeah. So, in two days? All right, yeah. so Kansas City already happened. Uh, uh, Richmond, the Richmond, and Richmond Virginia, Virginia. And Virginia Stand Beach. Stand up, Richmond. Yeah. Uh, get your ass out there. These are your local boys coming, all right? Total Sock Show going to be out there. We're going to be out there. A couple funnies before your hometown heroes get on stage. Come check us out. Richmond, Virginia, that is Monday. Uh, Monday the twenty third. Woke up comedy tour. Just uh, yeah, I can't remember. Just Monday the twenty third. Right yeah. Come on, son. I but know it you're all. You're doing Portland, and we made a lot of new friends in Atlanta uh, with Timber's Army when they came down. Yeah, and so we're, we will be getting the word out to them. And I know you guys already are talking. We're to going to Army. Portland. They, it's not part of the tour. It's not officially part of the tour. But okay. we're hanging out. In you're Portland. hanging out. Yeah, the Cooligans yeah, yeah. will be in Portland. So if you're in Portland and you love us, come say hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, while you're in Portland, they'll be doing trivia in the Kino uh, bar here <laughs> Kino in back Casino. in Omaha, uh, where you can see uh, Daryl Taylor at DJ's Dugout yeah. here in Omaha. Uh, eat, Losing eat, all of their money. Eating curds and uh, reading out Kino numbers. Yeah. But, so. yeah, but this, this <laughs> was the second job. got to do what you got to do. It was the first show, and I think none of us knew exactly what to expect or what it was going to be like or who, who was going to be there. But uh, confidently, I think we all feel like, Anybody listening to this, please, you have to come to the show. Especially if you're listening in Atlanta, the show the show was so so fun and unique. Yes. And soccer jokes, comedy jokes. You ever yeah. heard of those comedy jokes? It'll be uh, a good blend. It's kind of it's kind of like the ecosystem we talked about. You got a little bit of everybody's going to be in there. You got yeah. casuals. You got people that don't really know about soccer. They got drag there. You got people that are hardcore. Yeah, you got American outlaws. You got people that can't stand American outlaws, but they're still there. <laughs> Whatever it may be, it doesn't matter. You got to show up. And yeah. it's going to be July 30th in Atlanta during MLS All-Star Week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, uh, why don't you tell us where can they find uh, the Cooligans? Uh, at Soccer Cooligans on all social media, SoccerCooligans.com. Uh, we got the podcast that we do every week. We put out videos on our YouTube channel. A lot of fun, stupid stuff. Daryl, why don't you spit it out, bro? Where can they find the Total Soccer Show? Uh, TotalSoccerShow.com is our website. Find us on wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be, we'll be there. Um, or come and see us, um, some of the cities we haven't mentioned yet. Virginia Beach. Yep. Ah. Beach in Virginia. <laughs> um, Columbus. Bring your flip-flops. Crew, Cincinnati. Cincinnati yeah. Chicago. Then down to Atlanta. We right. that that was I feel like this was trivia right now and we failed yeah. it miserably. <laughs> <laughs> and Taylor, do you have anything to say to, uh, to close us out? Uh, thank you for having us on. It's been an enjoyable experience recording a podcast in a bar. I have not yet done this before, and well, now I have. Now yeah. this is what we do. Can, can I just say can one quick thing? Hold on, uh, real quick. Kelly, how do you do a show with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> she drinks a bottle of wine every fucking episode. I, yeah, I would too. Thanks, guys. Come to town, but not to stay. Silver tongue and a rusty blade. Yeah, he's on your side long as he gets paid. Well, the American outlaw.
the American Outlaw. And we're back. We have one more interview. Yeah, get out of the way, Daryl. Stop, stop listening. Um, <laughs> stealing secrets. We're still at the Voodoo in Omaha, and uh, yeah, I mean, we have a bunch of American Outlaws here that came out tonight, and lucky enough to meet uh, founding member, current president of American Outlaws nationally, Corey Donahue. Hey, man. What's up, buddy? Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for coming out to the show. It was an amazing show. I uh, enjoyed myself. I think everybody there enjoyed themselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, in Omaha, we don't get all that many chances to get together in a live setting and hear great comedy and talk soccer. So yeah. it worked out amazingly well. Yeah, you pretty much either have watch parties or if you happen to be like a Sporting KC fan or a local soccer fan, maybe you get together for a game. But it's a That's totally right. different experience because you kind of get a blend of all sorts of people from different backgrounds. Some are, we had uh, an older couple there that was more, you know, yeah, we watched soccer, we're more casual than we had American Outlaws. Yeah. You know, we had a wide range of folks there, and it was really interesting to see that little ecosystem come together and everybody be able to, to just, like you said, yeah. experience some good comedy and then some trivia at the end, so. That's very true. We, so at American Outlaws, we always, like, so there's the games and there's the game days and there's uh, the watch parties around the country, but we, we pride ourselves on American Outlaws community, and, like, we're always trying to build that community and... We, there are all kinds of things to get people interested. So we have like foot golf and we have uh, the FIFA tournaments that we do. And this is one, one more way that like maybe, maybe somebody's super interested in comedy and also are big soccer fans. Uh, this is me I'm talking about, by the way. So I'm big into comedy and I love uh, U.S. soccer and soccer in all forms. So. Well, if, to be honest, if you're listening to this and you don't like comedy, go fuck yourself and stop <laughs> listening to my podcast. But uh, back to you, Corey. So uh, in, is it... Is it? Matt agrees. Is it? We're getting virtual high fives as we speak from folks. Uh, who's who's that, Michael? That's Matt Donaher. Matt Donaher. Oh, okay. Okay, so he's been on Conan O'Brien, and he's just giving some texts and saying hello to Corey. Well, Is that what's happening? Oh, yeah, I, so you're giving the hookup. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that Donaher. I, I'm not a comedy like guru by any means, but I listen to comedy podcasts. Matt Donaher is my favorite like up and coming comedian, and for you to know him and text him on my behalf was cool, and I'm excited. I I think he's one for the future. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Uh, and I told him he could come play a show in my backyard anytime. <laughs> We're getting all the connects going on right here. Are you uh, from Lincoln or Omaha? I'm from Lincoln, born and raised. Okay. Um, yeah, I grew up. Justin, co-founder Justin and I of American Outlaws. Uh, our parents knew each other before we were born, so we joked that we were uh, friends in the womb, weirdly. <laughs> and uh, we played soccer together growing up. We were in a band together in college, and we toured together and put out three albums. And then uh, we co we we're huge soccer fans, huge U.S. fans, <clears throat> started American Outlaws, and um, that was in 2007, and we're now in our 11th year. Uh, it's insane to think how far it's come. It's uh, kind of crazy, but... So I'm sure you get asked this a lot, but tell me just a little bit about how y'all started, how the American Outlaws started, 
you know, how is it that you could have such huge chapters like Atlanta's huge, uh, Philadelphia's huge. Yeah. We see it in Columbus, you know, and of course you have uh, hundreds all over the country, right? We do, yeah. Um, it started by us being huge fans, so we're, I mean, very authentically, like, we, we would live and die by the U.S. soccer team, and we would travel to every game that we could, and when we couldn't go to a game, we would watch it. I, I personally would call bars in the city, try to find a, a bar that Someone would put, that would actually turn on a TV for soccer. Put the TV on, <laughs> put the sound on. That was yeah, a big thing. Yeah, yeah, the sound. And, uh, and we finally found a bar that would put every game on for us. Was that, that was, Barrett's? Uh, this is in Omaha, Barrett's. In Lincoln, it was Captain Jack's. Okay. Um, and they, they put on every song for or every game for us. They put the sound on. And we kind of said, all right, we're watching games here now. And, we, and then we kind of got together and we said, you know, there are soccer fans all over in non-MLS cities and in MLS cities and every city across America who are huge U.S. soccer fans who want to get together and hang out with other fans and talk the games and and experience the ups and the downs together. And we're like, why, why wouldn't we model what we do and try and help bring bring numbers to that, right? So we've, we found American Outlaws in 2007, and we've, we've been consistent every U.S. game. Um, since 2007, we've put together a tailgate a night before party, and we've had a section behind the goal supporting the team. And then, sorry, and then in like 2000, yeah, I want to say 2011, we, we made the same commitment for the women's team. So every men's and women's game, uh, we, we do night before parties, we do tailgates, and then we do in the stadium every single game. And then our 196 chapters have watch parties in their home bars for every game also. Have you ever had any major personalities, U.S. soccer personalities, come out to Omaha or Lincoln? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, we have uh, – well, we work with U.S. soccer on logistical things, and they occasionally come to Lincoln to meet um, – Let's see, uh, oh, Armstrong, what was his first name? He was he was like a U.S. national in the early 90s, came to Lincoln specifically. Uh-huh. Um, Brian McBride has some family in Lincoln. Oh, no, yeah. no way. Yeah, he does. Uh, okay, Brian McBride's my favorite player. So. I, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, he's got he's what got me into, I, into English Premier League. I don't know if we've ever fun. met in Lincoln specifically, but I've used that connection yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. to him, and I, I love Brian McBride, as yeah. you do. He's like and the nicest. He is. He is Nebraska nice. <laughs> he is. He is. He absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to draw people to Nebraska, specifically um, well, that are course. U.S. soccer. I mean, folks. It's not like you've had a big game here against Mexico or we something. We have not. <laughs> so. uh, the women's team played here one time a long time ago, and it was a friendly. Yeah. We're working on getting uh, a, like a U twenty game here. Uh, I think that's very doable. Um, it's hard to find the right stadium that will fit the right that fits everything yeah. we need but uh love to have it and um i don't know there there are fans from from the nebraska area and dominican sue is the one who jumps to mind yeah a lot of people hate him from his nfl career right he's a but he's a good heel quote unquote dirty player he's a good heel yeah i only know him from his nebraska days yeah. where he was a saint and he's done <laughs> nothing wrong He's a big U.S. He was soccer corrupted fan. outside of Nebraska. That's right. That's right. We, uh, he's a big U.S. soccer fan, and we saw him down in Brazil. He went to the World and Cup. And by the way, guys, that's that's Alexis screaming. Uh, if you hey, hear that in the background, would you? Sorry. 
holding court uh, here in the voodoo. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> um, we ask as Atlanta, uh, t- mostly in Atlanta United podcast, we do discuss uh, some of the local MPSL size and lower division uh, at times and other things going on in MLS or U.S. soccer. But we typically have questions uh, for all of our guests that relate to, like, their favorite player or favorite match experience. So what I'm going to do is sort of weave that into U.S. soccer. And number one, uh, what is your favorite either match day experience or just U.S. soccer uh, experience that you can think of when someone says, you know, U.S. soccer, this comes to your to your mind? Okay. <laughs> uh, there are I'm so sure many. many. It's a tough one. Um Let's see, there are a few. I really, really got hooked in 2002 as a 12-year-old boy in my friend's basement. Uh, oh, wait, 2002, no. 94 I watched as a 12-year-old boy. 2002 I watched, that's when I really got hooked, uh, the Portugal game, uh, Landon Donovan, uh, John O'Brien, that game. I did a backflip, my first ever. I've never done one since. I did uh, in, his, in his basement? My friend's basement at 3 a.m., that, that's that's a very specific memory. Um, I will never ever forget, and I've told this story before, but South Af- big jump, but South Africa 2010, we took a group of AO down to South Africa. The third game against Al- or against uh, yeah Algeria, we're we're marching to the stadium. Uh, the players' bus drives right through our march, and we're like freaking out, pounding on the windows. They go in, Landon Donovan scores in the last second of the game, or last minute of the game. Uh, crazy, you know, insane thing. Uh, I cried in the stadium. Bob Bradley in his post-game conference, like, talks about the moment riding up to the stadium and how much it meant to the players that there were fans down in South Africa that it meant so much to them. And he cried in a post-game press conference talking about our march to the stadium a rare show like, emotion from mr Bradley. yeah it's like yeah. that like solidified okay what we're doing matters yeah it's it's important and let's keep doing it and that's another one but like pure fandom like uh 2002 is the obvious one that goal against algiers is the obvious one uh uh the the john o- or the uh uh John Brooks' goal against Portugal or against uh, Ghana in the first game of 2014, I lost my shit. I was like in the fourth row. Um, he scored that goal, and I I did some unforgivable things. I was like running up and down the line or the row in the stadium. I was yelling at everyone. I was hugging people that I didn't know. It was it was a good time. So. Well, Corey, you just gave me four different ones, but you know what? I'm going to let it slide because the U.S. men's national team did not make it to the World Cup, so yeah. we're we're just going to these are all in the past. We're going <laughs> to we're going to let that one slide. Last question: favorite U.S. men's national team player and U.S. women's national team player, and why? Okay, good question. Brian McBride, uh, which we talked about earlier. Uh, one of my favorite players of all time, just for his heart and his desire. Uh, controversial one is Michael Bradley. Uh, some people don't like Michael Bradley. I love his style. I love his uh, controlling presence and just calmness on the ball. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, women's players. Um, Becky Sauerbrunn is one that jumps to mind. 
just for being super underrated and like uh, I think she's the most underrated just outrageously great defender um, God who else am I who, who am I forgetting I like Kristen Press a lot um, Carly Lloyd is the obvious answer um, she doesn't give a fuck what? <laughs> she doesn't give a she fuck she is just the most uh, <laughs> driven yeah but Driven, but not robotic, because, like, yeah, yeah. if you meet her and you talk with people who work with the team, she is the nicest person in the entire world. And most people who are, like, so driven like that might not be so nice. Yeah. Uh, Carly Lloyd is, is like, A lot the of people are just deal. in their head, so they're not extroverted, you right. know, so it just comes off that way, I think, sometimes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to say maybe Carly Lloyd. Yeah. I, I'm gonna go with that. I'd love to hear your answers to it. Can I can I reverse it and ask your answers? Uh, favorite ever men's and women's player. Well, Carly Lloyd is definitely my favorite okay. uh, uh, w- women's national team uh, player. Uh, f- for men's, I'm we know it's McBride, and, and and for me it was just because he was the first player I can remember scoring a goal yep. like my first time really watching the World Cup. Portugal. Uh, yeah, it had to be. Yeah. I did and, a backflip. We talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, and then I just watched a lot of him in, in the English Premier League, even though I wasn't a Fulham fan. Whenever a Fulham game would come on, I would watch it purely because he was playing. Right. Me um, too. And uh, I would have to say beyond McBride, I think I was always a big Carlos Bacanegra fan. Also Fulham. And, uh, <laughs> and to have him now as a technical director at Lane United is like, it just blows my mind that that soccer is to the point where I have Carlos Bacanegra as you know the technical director bringing in Love South, guy South American talent and signing fifteen million dollar yeah, nineteen yeah. year olds from Argentina. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just it's like you would never imagine that watching him play on the field years ago and like yeah, yeah. this would exist. So that's pretty cool just to have that connection come full circle. So yeah, I would I would have to say that. Yeah, I feel like also I feel like Lane and Donovan gets like. I, he's such like a interesting character, and he's like he he doesn't mind having uh, controversial views on things that people often overlook his contribution to U.S. soccer and how good he was. I think that on the happens field. to any sports player that after their career, you know, whether personal decisions or whether it's the Mexico thing or whatever it is, you know, it becomes noise, right? It, it it's. It's harder to cut through the noise and, and think. And Michael Bradley suffers from that too because Michael yeah. Bradley suffers from judgment from a series of you know a, a handful of moments or one moment or sure. you know and uh, and and people will pin focus in or hone in on that specifically or something they don't like about his dad's personality will maybe affect that or other you know maybe some people will actually have some arguments about his play or performances but most of the time I feel like it's generalizations about a player when I don't think. 95% of players are not either as bad as people say they are yeah. or a lot of times as good. They choose uh, they, they they Leonardo Messi or Ronaldo or something. But yeah, so so I'm I'm uh, I actually I'm not going to get into my opinions about Michael Bradley and Land Donovan. People that follow me on Twitter know where I stand on those players, but oh, right. what I will say is that I am intrigued by players that have that open or kind of com- complex 
you know, that are that are uh, Michael Bradley is a little more mysterious uh, right. up until the most recent article that came out. He did an interview, I think, Paul Tenario or something. I haven't read it yet. It's yeah. on my to read list. Very, yeah, it's a very interesting article. And Landon Donovan is just, you know, becoming more outspoken as yep. his career goes on. He was always that quiet warrior, and now he's being more vocal. And I feel like that backfires on him, like where people liked him because he was that quiet it's guy. Such an open book. And now, now. he, yeah, 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 now he, now they don't like his opinions on things or whatever. So it has nothing to do with his play career. So I just find them fascinating. So uh, as much as I may be aggravated by one one time or or uh, frustrated with another player, I do at the end of the day try to sit back and look at the whole picture. You know, <laughs> try yeah, to be yeah, somewhat yeah. somewhat uh, look at the whole whole thing. But uh, either way, I think I think it'd be absolutely boring if we had you know a a, a bunch of. As much as I love Carlos Bacanegra, if, if every player was Carlos Bacanegra, U.S. soccer would be boring. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, you need yeah. a Jermaine Jones. You need, you need players, a Michael Yeah, you need a uh, Josie Altidore. You need people to drive conversation and, and, and keep people talking and interested in the sport. So yeah. so we need we need those. As much as people may hate to admit it, we need those players. I agree. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. So where, where can people find out about American Outlaws, where to join, where can they find out about where other chapters are or if there are chapters near them sure. and what events are coming up or if you have any other events coming up that you want to talk about? I'd say the big three, big three things I want to mention, uh, theamericanoutlaws.com is where you can learn all about us and become a member. It's only $25 a year. It, you'll, you'll make money on it, I promise. We, we, we give it as cheap as possible for a lot of reasons. We have chapters in 195 cities around the country um, and around the world. There's probably a bar in your city uh, for you to go watch games with. Other thing I want to talk about is um, we've recently launched a philanthropic arm of American Outlaws called AO Impact. Our goal, and we've signed on with this with some big name partners, including Lisk, uh, uh, blanking on, on, on the big ones. Uh, Lions Raw and uh, the one that everybody knows that I can't think of, but we could ask Justin. Yeah, Brung, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'll be mad at me. Uh, and I'll think of it by the end of this. But our big goal, and we have big names behind this, and, and it's, this is going to happen. We are going to build 26 fields in 26 urban communities when by the year 2026. Fields, what do you mean by fields? I mean accessible fields for kids. And full full size, or um, or or does it is it going to vary? Uh, it's probably going to vary. Yeah, depending on the it community. It might be a, it might be a refurbished tennis court. All right. It might be a refurbished basketball court. It might be in a very urban community where space is limited. Uh, but we're we're building 26 fields in 26 different cities before the year or before the World Cup in 2026. Um, are you relying heavily on local chapters? Because each community's politics and, and things are different. Right. I've, I've talked with a number of people like in Soccer in the Streets in Atlanta. They focus specifically on Atlanta. They've, they've helped mentor other organizations, but yep. they find that every city is very different. Very uh, different, And yep. the processes are different and the neighborhoods and what people want. And I think there's been a lot of failures in the past where organizations try to come in and think they're helpful. Are you guys doing anything to mitigate that or help? Make yeah, we sure are, that you uh, can be successful in those communities. So our our role as American Outlaws in this venture, we, we in in my opinion, the heavy lifting is you know securing the right of way and securing the land and getting the the long term maintenance contracts and all those things. Through American Outlaws, we partnered with these groups that are going to take care of a lot of that stuff. Our our role is to provide boots on the ground, 
passionate soccer fans who want to show up and they want to do good in their community and they want to see it perform in the long term, right? So we have commu committed members in all of these cities and we have people who are willing to go there and they're willing to lay sod or they're willing to do whatever it takes and then make sure that it that it lasts for a long time. So that's our role and the, the bureaucratic hard stuff is, is largely going to be done through our partners. And we have we have big name uh, we have big name uh, people or big companies that we partnered with to do this. Then we also have big name uh, ambassadors for it, like Landon Donovan and Kyle Martino and Kay Murray and um, God, there's another big one I'm forgetting, but I don't know. It's midnight at a bar. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm missing. Something. This is how we roll, baby. This is unrelegated. <laughs> this is our too, brand. Usually. I got a big are you, meeting. Are you at fucking kidding me? Like seven thirty in the morning. But, yeah, this uh, is what we do all the time. Like this uh, is this is. This I is usually, people don't listen for scripted bullshit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check out um, aoimpact.org would be the place to look for that, and all the things that I missed will all be there. But um, it's a real deal, man. And we are we're fucking excited. Sorry, we're effing excited. No, for you, it. by all means, uh, yeah. We're, put, we're gonna put we're gonna put everything we can into it, and 2026 is gonna be is gonna be a big big year for us, both on the World Cup field and growing soccer in America. That's our goal. Um, and but we're in it we're in it until then, and can't wait, man. Future is bright for U.S. soccer. I'm telling you. Where can they find American Outlaws uh, online on social media? Yeah, so theamericanoutlaws.com is where our website is. At American Outlaws is is our main uh, Twitter feed. Uh, American Outlaws on Facebook and uh, Snap or Snapchat and Instagram. I'm less familiar with. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about. If you search it, you'll find it. It's yeah. we got plenty of followers and um, yeah, we're doing. We're we're in it for the long haul. We're we're fans like you guys are. We want we want what's best and we want to win the fucking World Cup. So let's do it. Woo! So Corey, last thing, where can they find you? Uh, are you on Twitter? Or are you on any Instagram or anything like that? I am on Twitter, but I'm not interesting. But I'm at Corey Donahue. And that's with a K. K O R E Y D O N A H O O. I wouldn't follow me if I were you. I tweet ninety uh, percent about U.S. soccer. Occasionally about Husker football, but it is what it is. Thanks, man. So just mute him during Husker football season. You'll be fine. What? I said we'll just mute you during Husker football season <laughs> and then unmute you during U.S. soccer I'm matches. I'm sure most people do. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be good this year, man. We got Scott Frost in charge. We're rejuvenated. You're in Nebraska now. You're a Husker fan. <laughs> Frost is coming right to the bus right now. We're going to get on it. So I wish I right. had that poll. All right, Corey. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming out again. Thank you for having me, man. Right. It's been fun. Cheers, I've been down to Georgia I've seen the streets in the west I've driven down the 90 Well, hell, I've seen America's best I've been through the Rockies well, I've seen Saskatoon I've driven down the Highway 1 Hoping that I'd see you soon Cause I'm coming home I'm coming home I'm coming home I'm coming home I'm coming home, I'm coming home.
Coming home. 